Hello friends, this is La Sirena Magdalena welcoming you to another episode of Jazz Ready. You got to be ready for the Be Here Now so you can be here tomorrow for our 100th episode featuring... Dun, da, da, da. It's a surprise, but you're going to be so happy that you listened and that you had a listening party and all your friends will love you for it. So I look forward to hearing back from you about our 100th episode and any of the artists you'd like to tell us about. We love hearing it. And so here's what I want to tell you that on an earlier episode, I talked about Emily Glenn, who was one of my mentors in my youth, Emily Glenn. And there was another woman by the name of Barbara A. Holland. And both of these women have in many ways been erased. And if it weren't for Brett Rutherford of the Poets Press, they would be gone completely, except for the publications that they've had, you know, which are numerous. But when people don't know a name, it's just a crapshoot of whether you're going to know who they are or not. So thank you, Brett Rutherford, for all of the amazing books you have put together, you have edited, curated, and made available to the public. And because of you, Brett Rutherford, I am able to hold in my hand a collection of Barbara A. Holland, such a beautiful person who helped me so much as a young girl. The Shipping on the Sticks. And I want to read from the back cover of the book. Barbara A. Holland, 1925 to 1988, was called the Sybil of Greenwich Village for her sometimes eerie presence and her incantatory readings. By 1970, she had published her work in over 700 magazines and had read her work everywhere a poet could read. After seeing several small chapbooks published, Holland decided it was time to tackle the big New York publishers. The Shipping on the Sticks, recently rediscovered in the poet's papers, was rejected by all the publishing houses by the end of 1972. What would have been her, quote, breakthrough, end quote, book is finally presented here. Its three parts include a solitary observer's impressions of bustling New York Harbor, a medley of her Manhattan-based poems that she read in coffee houses, and her blistering and unforgettable Gothic poem, Black Sabbath. Rounding out this volume is Songs of Light and Darkness, a manuscript that probably dates to 1951, the end point of Holland's graduate studies at the University of Pennsylvania. These poems show the poet embarking on her career as a devotee of the works of T.S. Eliot and perhaps of Thomas Hardy. Predating her New York style, this never-before-seen glimpse at the early Holland is a revelation. This is the 259th publication of the Poets Press. And that is quite an achievement and something we should be very grateful for. And I am personally grateful to Brett Rutherford for this volume and for the volumes he put together of Emily Glenn's work. 
I can't remember at the moment what episode um, that was for Emily, but I encourage you to look through our archive and see um, tomorrow we celebrate our 100th episode, as I said earlier. And um, I look at this achievement, 259 publications of Poets Press, and I'm just so excited by it. I know what it takes to do this podcast. So it is really unfathomable what it takes to publish 259 books. So thank you again, Brett Rutherford. I can't thank you enough. So I want to read one selection from the book, maybe two. This one is called Skulking Weather. With the air sagging from its fastenings all around you, and your head sticking up there to prop it, there is no chance for your knees at all. Your hands sulk, drooping from their roots in wrists, like sudden maple leaves that drip aphids and itches. It is all yours to walk the weather's weight with your feet. Your clothes insult you. You could bite the first slam of a restless door. The atmosphere nags, committed to a grudge it holds, like a threat of blackmail or a pistol between the ribs. Barbara A. Holland. And here is the one next to it that I like very much. Before the beginning... A poem clots like a storm accumulating above a headland. Where space so recently was deep blue breathing, a huddle of inquisitive giants matched the power of competitive shoulders, each trying to be the first to catch a glimpse of me. <laughs> I hurry to the beach before the rain begins to break in braille against the sand. And that is Barbara A. Holland, a one-of-a-kind person. Some would call eccentric. I would call her delightful and loving and kind. She wrote me a letter that helped to keep me writing poetry. And there were several such people in my life that in times of discouragement would show up. And somewhere I still have that letter where she wrote, I would crawl through a New York City sewer to hear you read your poetry. And that was so humbling that such a giant would say that to me as a young girl. And it was so touching and healing. It really was curanderia to my soul. She really did a healing on my soul with that beautiful letter of hers. And that's the line that always stays with me because it was so visceral and so robust and muscular and just willing to say such a very profound thing to a young girl who was nowhere near where she could be at that time, but she knew where I could go. And I'm so grateful to Barbara A. Holland. And so that is what I have for you today, because I wanted you to know about Brett Rutherford and Barbara A. Holland. And without Brett Rutherford and the publications of Poets Press, perhaps these extraordinary women, Barbara A. Holland and Emily Glenn, could be forgotten.
and that would be a travesty. So tomorrow we have extraordinary people on. I'll just say three women and one man. <laughs> and the man is a baritone saxophonist. And we have some fabulous, fabulous music coming up and poetry. And you want to be here tomorrow for the 100th episode. And as always, if you are not able to make it, you can plan your listening parties into the future because Jazz Ready is always up and ready for you on Anchor.fm and on Spotify. So thank you for being with me. Thank you for giving me the honor and joy of sharing with you about Barbara A. Holland and the beautiful Brett Rutherford who makes these books and their presence and their spirits possible among us. So remember to be jazz ready, ready for the be here now, so we can be here together tomorrow, unerasing the erased. Thanks again, Brett Rutherford. And I look forward to feeling you all tomorrow as we celebrate our 100th episode of Jazz Ready. <laughs>